How's it going, guys? I'm Zeke. And I'm Jake. And you're listening to the Cinema Side Show podcast episode, what is it, 45? 45. Thank God you knew it, because I just didn't know it just right there. <laughs> and I wonder was... why I know it's a 45, <clears throat> because it's a director's corner. Oh, so maybe we're bringing on another guest by chance, Jake? Oh, why Why would we do that? Why would we bring another guest on? Hello. Whoa! <laughs> what? It's a girl, Jake. What? We have a girl on our podcast. Oh, my God, we did uh, it. You have a British girl. Oh, It's become an international affair. It has. It has. It's amazing. <laughs> international film Hi, festival. Danny. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's all right. How's <laughs> it going? Yeah, um, I'm exhausted, kind of dead. Yeah, oh, no. Well, I'm sure you'll talk about some of that. Oh, during the show yeah. at some point. I'm, I'm sure it will come up. <laughs> yeah. At some point. <laughs> at some point. Danny is an uh, editor, but yes. she's everything, really. She's got, like, oh. ticks all of the artistic boxes. I know. Right? I'm amazing. That sounded way more complimentary <laughs> than I meant it to be. Thanks, thanks, Zeke. Um, no, yeah. Well, I've known you mostly as an editor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then a stage performer. They're the two things that I yeah. know, but I know you produced... Film for Jake. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Our oh, yeah. Doco. The, the, my doco about me being dyslexic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did, were we not supposed to bring that up? They hit a nerve. No, no, no. no, no it's fine. It's good. okay. Yeah, that's I'm well, that, was our first, that was our first collab. It was. You produced, I directed. Yes. Yeah. yeah the, the, the famous one that Glenn never likes to let me live down. Oh. <laughs> it's really, you know, it's really strange because I don't mm. think we have a very large cohort, but mm. I didn't hear about you until that documentary. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I did take a semester off, so that might be why. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and just... I was that kind of person who, like, when I came to uni, I was like, don't make friends. Go yeah. home. That was me. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> to be and fair. Then, avoid and then everyone. I met Jake and I was like, oh, I guess I should make some you, friends. Yeah, you got roped into it. Oh, yeah. there we go. It's no, all my fault. He was my first friend at uni. Sorry, Aww. Jake, I feel like I've been neglecting you. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. We, I'm, I'm so happy to have a new guest. Right, I know. I no, we should talk week. to the new guest. I know, you're sick of me by now. Yeah. <laughs> sure. After this many weeks. No, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm tired. Because I'm editing too, so yeah. Um, you and me, Danny, were like in yeah. the hallways yeah. surviving. Crying, <laughs> drinking Red Bull, Yeah, wishing this was all over. Oh, that is, that, jazz. is it just Red Bull? Or is it's anything? Red Bull, Monster, Caffeine. <laughs> mm. Coke, you ever thought of cocaine. sneaking a bit of cheeky vodka in there, just make it a vodka Red Bull, <laughs> <laughs> call it a holiday? Yeah, 100%. Uh, um, I've been drinking a lot of wine, a lot of wine. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, didn't you say you're like a tragic mm. uh, revisitor of the... Th- we all live relatively close to each other now. We do, yeah. yeah basically. basically. I'm, I've, the guy in uh, the Thirsty Camel knows me very well now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Personal yeah. friends. Mm. That's, He's like, just yeah. another bottle of wine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she got an Audi, it's cheaper. Yeah. I know, I know. But like, it's never open when I need it. So it's like, <laughs> this is like when I'm like, right. I've like literally drank my last bottle and I'm like, shit, I need wine. And then I go. You know, what? I'm pretty sure Audi's like the middle block between the three of us. Yeah. Like where we all live. Yeah. Audi's like literally triangle. in the middle. Yeah, exactly. You guys know where I live now, don't yeah. you? It's you like still- the roughly, alcoholic yeah. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been good. I've been watching oh, a few things, great. some new things. Ooh. I watched The Mandalorian. Oh, Ooh. okay. That, that Disney Plus, because- uh, I want to get that. Well, because it's still not in Australia yet. Oh, oh it is now, isn't oh, it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I think it is now. Yeah, everyone- yeah. Oh, well, I know Sarah's got it from Mr. Burns. Oh, okay. Well, and someone was telling me I should get it. So yeah. I'm, I'm leeching I'm leeching off Sarah. Oh. My, my Sarah. Sarah. Your Sarah. Other, other my Sarah. 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 Different Sarah. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, her family got it and I just started using it. And it's pretty yeah. great to have all the Disney stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, I watched the first two episodes. 
I thought it's really it has a really big like cast mm. Mm. of people I <clears throat> wouldn't expect. It has like Werner Herzog in it, who's like a documentarian oh, okay. who has occasionally popped up acting, but doesn't really act. And then he like. He just came into the scene and I was like, what? Like, it was very... Who else did you say that was in it? Uh, I know that um, Giancarlo Esposito, Gus in Breaking Bad's in it. I haven't seen him And yet. I think I think he's in the third episode because uh-huh. they've only just started posting photos of him today. I, hope, I heard Bill Burr might be in it. Oh, he is. I heard he's in it too. Like the comedian, you know, the... Um, I was listening oh. to him last night. Bill Burr is the American? The yes. Yeah. Probably He's a bald ginger look, man. He looks angry all the time. <laughs> oh, is he the one who, like, is angry? Like, he... Yeah, like, that's his his com- Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen him. He's I've up. watched him with my dad. He's funny. so funny. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's actually pretty good. Like, I've, I've like, everyone pretty much have Star Wars fatigue. I don't give a right, crap about yeah. episode nine coming out, really. Um, and I'm, like, a super fan, too. So, mm. it's, like, to be, like, tired of Star Wars is a bit tragic. Mm. It's probably the same as what Harry Potter fans feel with... Uh, those Grind- what, whatever Crimes of Grindelwald yeah. thing. Have you guys watched that film? Uh, I watched it, yeah. Is it boring? It sucks. It's not great. Yeah. It's not, yeah. yeah. It's not great. <laughs> Doesn't she lose the plot and she's, like, doing random stuff now? It's because I feel like there's no... Because she's just writing the scripts now. Yeah. She's kind of omitted. She's not writing books, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, which I think's problematic because yeah. I think from a narrative structure, I just... Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Scripts are different. You can't... You, you lose a lot of, like, the actual story when you write a script. So, mm. like... Yeah, I don't know. And I think so much of Harry Potter is the lore and yeah, the, the background yeah. and the build up. I and think you can't there's get that also a lot of contradictions as well. Like, in, uh, no. I don't like. I've I've only read about them, but like, um, from what I can hear, there's a lot of inconsistencies mm-hmm. from going from Harry Potter to this kind of the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Danny? Have you caught anything during the week? Ooh, I have actually. Oh. Um, I've just started Mindhunter on Netflix. And Very nice. I am That's the loving it. Fincher one, right? Yes, he did yeah. touch it for a bit. He touched yeah. it. He touched okay. it. Yeah. He yeah. played you back by really one episode. really good. I really enjoyed it. What What's it about? It. Um, it's about uh, an FBI agent who is basically trying his, – his job is to teach people how to deal with, like, hostage, hostage situations. Ooh. Um, but the thing is they're trying to um, find – like, because his – um, his 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 issue with crime is that people assume people are um, rational when they mm-hmm. commit crimes, mm. but m- the, for the most part, most people are irrational. And it's basically it's at the moment I'm only, I'm only three episodes in, so it's not really dealing with any crime situations as such yet. Um, so it's more about him kind of establishing what the issue is and how. There's an issue that people are treating crime rationally when it's an irrational thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it's I really like it. It's got Jonathan Groffman in. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys know. Who I do not know no. him. No, nah, he's. I didn't. I actually was a bit skeptical going into it because I've seen him act in a few things before, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure if he would have. He's. Oh, he, cause he's. Um, Kristoff <laughs> in in Frozen. Was about to um, check him. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. We're actually going to talk about Frozen yeah. a bit later in the show. What? No. A little bit. A little mm. tiny bit. Don't worry. Don't you worry. You saw Frozen 2? No, I didn't. Don't worry. Oh. Is it out? Uh, no. But I got worried because apparently Jake has a hidden uh, film. I have a secret a- film I want to talk about at the end. And I'm Ooh. trying to guess it. So. It's not Frozen 2. Don't worry. Is it something new? It's pretty new. Yeah. We'll we'll get to it, everybody. Joker. Everybody, it's- we'll get to it. No. We, we already did Joker. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Have you seen Joker? No, not yet. I haven't seen anything this whole semester. I've been right. That's fair. The only thing I've seen is Yaha. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. fair. No, honestly, I mm. I haven't. This is only, I've only just started to re-ramp back up watching films because mm. of this last semester has been a bit bit of a slog. Just been mm. preoccupied, so it's nice. It's nice to sit Get back down back. and watch mm. mainly depressing films because mm. I haven't watched, like, Sarah doesn't like sad films. Yeah. So I don't get to watch any, like, super dramatic stuff. Yeah. So it's always rom-coms. Yeah. Speaking of terrible rom- you going to talk oh, about more John Cena movies? <laughs> no, not <laughs> John Cena movie. Oh, I've got a good movie, actually. Oh, okay. I've been watching, so she really likes Christmas films, so I started watching those crap oh, Christmas no. Netflix films. Is this the new one with Vanessa Hudges? I watched that one the night before Christmas. Oh, How did you guess no. it? <laughs> because I've seen so many ads about it, and I'm just like, this looks shite. I didn't realise she was the chick from High School Musical. Yeah. Like, and I was like, how did Zac Efron score all these good gigs? Because I thought she wasn't bad in High School Musical. Nah, she's good. She plays a high school girl. Yeah. But she's doing these crap Netflix films. I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm going to... No, you me, need to pitch me, this. Do you know The Night Before Christmas? Like, the, the one that uh, I'm referring not, to? Not very well, no. If I said that title to you, what do you guess this crap movie is about? Before I tell you the actual premise So, of the this film. is like a crap version of the... What like, do you think... It's about. Well, when you say the title, I think of um, bloody Tim Burton initially. Okay. But That's I'm not, what I was thinking. I well. feel like you're not Tim referring let me, to let that, me, Let me give you a hint. Okay. Oh, night boy. is spelt with the K in front. Oh, so it's, so it's like a night. Yeah, but what do okay. you reckon the premise of this film is? I oh, know. Uh, <laughs> now, now, now that you clarify that, I, I think it's like a knight in shining armor mm-hmm. and uh, slaying the Christmas dragon. I don't know. What no, are we, to me, it's... Um, it's <laughs> Um, what's that film with Hugh Jackman in where he comes back in? You carry on, carry on. I'll think of that. So, The Night Before Christmas okay. is about a knight from 1300s Norwich who gets uh, who the- meets a witch that sends him to the modern day in which he needs to discover what his true meaning of being a knight is. Uh. Now, <laughs> in which he falls in love with Vanessa Hudgens. But the funny thing um, is... I've found what these movies are called. So they're like she, like Sarah Hallmark, Hallmark movies. Okay. Which is a car, like a greeting. You oh, know, did you not know this? The I did not know what a Hallmark film was. Oh, yeah, they're awful. You don't watch them. They're so fun, though. <laughs> they're so bad. They're, Wait, what's like, the terminology? Hallmark, Hallmark is a card. Like, so Hallmark in England is like, I don't know if over here, but Hallmark is like a massive card. Yeah, it is. So every time you yeah. get a, give a birthday card, look on the back. It's probably owned by Hallmark. Hallmark. But what what do you mean by Hallmark film? Though? So they, they make a film. They make these films. Oh, they're like shit. A, like a production company. Yeah. I guess they're a greeting oh. card production company, and they make an entire run of these terrible Christmas films. <laughs> and I used to make fun of my mum watching them in the afternoons, and now I've started watching them in the just, afternoon. T- no, it was at night, and uh, admittedly I had alcohol present, but <laughs> it was like. That, yeah, the, this film, as soon as I saw the trailer for it, it just reminded me of that film with Hugh Jackman and um, the Kate, Kate and Leopold. Have you nope. seen that one, 2001? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same kind of I thing. I 17 again. <laughs> 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 this has gone off the rails this episode. No. Always oh, does. It's Danny, sorry. Uh, yeah. No. Well, She's the, off the rails. She's off the rails. It carries no, over. Talks about my terrible movie. Um, I had a bit of a festival week in the last week. Mm. So I've gone, I saw Parasite finally. I've heard. This is really good. Yeah. Pretty much everyone I've seen who's who has seen has told me this is the best film of the year. 
and I completely see why. I don't know if it's my favorite year, f- film of the year, but it is really fantastic. So it's a South Korean film, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to take place in like the Roma category, where it's going to just get nominated for like a shitload of awards. And I don't want to spoil it too much. Uh, there is sort of this uh, look into classism and capitalism in this uh, between these two families, one that's very rich and one that's very poor. And they very much use visual language of you know up and down between the two of these. And, and I, again, I want to get into plot stuff because like it has that thing where it's a really cool plot. You start to see it unraveled mm-hmm. in front of you, like this is really cool. And then halfway through, it, it flips the switch, and you're like, oh, this is a completely different kind of movie, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So um, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but nothing about the plot. Yeah, so I think I think it's been a pretty. You can't close know guarded. about it. That's the thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty- really clever. Yeah. So I don't want to get too. I uh, we should definitely do an episode on it at mm-hmm. some point. But I just wanted to say that like I caught it last Wednesday at Luna. I want to say, mm-hmm. and it's really phenomenal. It's totally totally worth it. And don't let subtitles get it's it's fantastic. Um, speaking of uh, South Korean films, I saw Burning as well. And I also heard this was really good. This was last year though. Wasn't uh, it? This was last year. You're right. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I learned more watching this film about how the Academy treats international films more than actually anything from the film. It's really mm-hmm. good. And the wow. the dude who plays Glenn in Walking Dead is really mm-hmm. really fantastic in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it as much as Parasite. I think Parasite. You wish was you'd watch them in the reverse order. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're both really good though. Mm-hmm. I think if I watch Burning first, I would be like, this is really good. And then I watch Parasite, I'm like, this is amazing. And now I'm having that reverse sort of- But you feel like yeah. international films get shortchanged. I think so. I think, especially with, first off, South Korea, with these two films alone, I'm like, wow, okay, there's, there's some phenomenal filmmakers mm. you know, over there. Mm. Uh, but I also found out that uh, this film was the closest they ever got to nominating a South Korean film for an international film award at the Oscars. And the fact of the matter is, the way it works is that each country are allowed to submit one film. So they have their one representative film for that country and they submit that. Mm. And that's when I found out that South Korea has never actually had any of their films nominated for an Oscar before. Maybe until now. And uh, oh, Parasite is guaranteed. Guaranteed. I hope so. You hope so, yeah. I hope so. You never know. You never know. That's very interesting. It's been um, surprising weird, lately. It's a weird sort of distinction. It's a weird thing. I think they actually changed the name because it used to be Best Foreign Film. And I think they're changing it this year to best international film. Right. And the only real criteria is is the, the soundtrack, is that it's not in English. That's like the only criteria to submit your to film in that category, which is kind of a weird. Mm. So like Lost in Translation probably could <laughs> get like put in that. Category. Probably, I think there's probably too much. I think there's a percentage of like how mm. much English is allowed. Mm. So I think Lost in Translation probably just overcaps that. Mm. It's say. weird though it's because it's like you think. With, with, like, Oscar discussion, if you wanted it to be an international... Th- you would just make Best Picture an international award. Yeah, it's subjective, right? Well, I guess mm. it kind of is, because, again, Roma did get nominated for it. Mm. But you're right, it's oh, it's horribly skewed to, to yeah, English 100%. films. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Which, you know, may, kind of puts a little asterisk next to, is this actually the best film of the year? 100%. Yeah. Because Best yeah. Picture could have been an international film quite easily. I mean, I we, yes, weird category. It's a weird yeah. category. I mean, but, we have our opinions on Green Book last year. Yeah, we love Green Book, but but I think we <laughs> such a weird of winner. The the viewing experience too. Yeah, yeah, it comes back to like I know. because we had no one else in the theater with us. We yeah. had way more fun with the film. We could talk loud. <laughs> we stood up sometimes, <laughs> like chased each other up and down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably way more fun. Maybe we should rewatch the film like properly this time. <laughs> and be like, man, this was really not that good. Uh, well, I caught. I mean, so speaking of acting immature, mm. I caught Young Adult. 
which um, okay is a film by Jason Reitman, yeah. who uh, did I think the f- I want to I can't quite remember off. I've seen a couple of his films this year. I think the front runner might be him. Um, okay, but basically, it stars Charlize Theron, um, <laughs> and she plays essentially. Uh, have you both seen The World's End? Yes. 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 Essentially, plays the female Gary King. Ah. Um, a person that peaks in high school but also can't let ah. go of high school. Okay. I think I've seen part of this. Um, but obviously not in a com- more tragic than comedic. Right, they take yeah. a deeper um, turn with it. Okay. Yeah. And I thought bringing in the world's end example, given our film of the week, mm. uh, is oh, a good, yeah, yeah, yo. Um, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later. But, yeah, no, it was okay. It was, it was fine. I, I think it thought it was being... I feel like films like The World and actually did it better. Yeah. Because things don't have to be dreary and sad mm. to get the point across. Right. And when we talk a bit more it. about Edgar Wright later on, I There's think- There's a fine line between comedy and, and um, tragedy. Yeah. And mm. there, I think there's definitely, you can laugh at tragedy and, and like- I think I think there there should be more self deprecating humor. Like yeah. you should be able to laugh at things that are a little bit taboo. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean I do. No, I agree. I think it's it comes back to um like just the way the world end does it compared to this film. This mm. film has a character that's obsessed with reliving the high school days. Mm. She's she lives in Minneapolis and she comes back to her country hometown. And everyone's moved on and her high school sweetheart, he's just had a kid and her obsession with getting, and he has a new wife she's and she's just, yeah, it? wants him back. And it, to a point of like psych, psych mm. like sociopathic right. ways. And, and I, I honestly think there's not a single point in this story where you really sympathize with her character. I think she really is quite detestable mm. and just not compelling. Mm. Like just cause she's, uh, you know, she's an alcoholic and she's depressed and mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that we should just sympathise with her because the actions she takes mm. and she openly is trying to have an affair with mm. with her high school sweetheart, mm. fully, fully openly saying this and he isn't even having a bar of it. He Most of the time he doesn't even know it's happening. Right. Mm. So... Well, at least that's how the film angles it. And I, to me, that just me, like, and mm. at the end of it, like, she hits her lowest point. It has a weird act structure, too. The first and the third acts are very short. Mm. It's a very long okay. second act. But when she hits her lowest point, like, she then, uh, a, a kind of a supplementary character has a conversation with her, which basically me, like, basically says, people that live in this small town who don't go mm. to the big city, they suck. They never left home they're, they suck. You're good because you left and got out of this shithole. And she's like, yeah, I am good, even though she's done all these horrible things. Yeah. And then she's left with that sort of – left with the bittersweet accomplishment, which she mm. didn't really warrant right. or deserve. And I, that left me kind of being like, eh. Yeah. Felt, felt a bit just, oh, crap, we have 10 minutes left in the film. Let's oh, wrap okay. it up. I yeah. see what you mean. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds interesting enough. Oh, it's, like I mean, Charlie's Theron, of course. I don't really like her, but, like, acting-wise, but... She's quite good. She is good. Yeah. I don't know, Joel, I just, she's not very compelling to me. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm. Um, she gets a lot of, lots of, lot of geeks. 
she does get a lot of gigs. Mm. But isn't that new Jay Roach film in a couple of months? Mm. Well, you saw a film that has a strong female lead, right? And a strong I, male lead. Oh, I did. And yes, I'm I very did. curious to hear what you say about this. Okay, story. so I finally watched Marriage. I say finally, it's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Marriage Story. Um, last Thursday, yeah, and I think it's out on Netflix in like two weeks, so it's pretty close. But what I a, really like this what film. A weird time we live in, where films that are coming straight to Netflix are potentially going to get nominated for Oscars. Strange. <laughs> I still Crazy. think Roma should have won last year. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, but Roma Roma was actually did have a cinematic run though, like a festival run. Yeah, but that's what's happening as well with like Irishman and and this film too. Now you know it's. Irishman definitely felt shortchanged that it didn't get like a Hoyt cinema. Right, it didn't get like a full Marriage release. Story I can give a pass to, I think. I want to give an update actually since you mentioned about the whole, because we talked about the Irishman 90-day release window a few weeks back mm-hmm. and how cinemas were boycotting the film because they didn't like that they had a really, really limited run. Yeah. I've actually talked to Ethan, uh, mate, who's doing the soundtrack to, to my edit at the moment because yeah. he works at Hoyt's. Yeah. And he actually gave me a bit of their perspective on that whole situation. He's saying that essentially if Hoyt's give in to this, where they let the Irishman do like a two-week run so it can be nominated for Oscars and then just go straight into Netflix, their argument is if they let them do that, that it doesn't stop any other distributors from doing that mm. and it could spell the death of, of theatres. Mm. So when I heard that, I was like, I kind of understand that yeah. debate a little bit mm. more. So I don't want to be all pro-Netflix on that argument if that's the case. Mm-hmm. But um, to go, no, to go back to Marriage Story, yeah, so it's it's Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Um, I, they are both really, really good in this film. Mm. What a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> surprise to literally no one. <laughs> um, now, that was the thing, because I went into this film totally being like, all right, performances. That's all mm-hmm. I'm here is to see this performance. And the direction is, like, really beautiful as well. And the, 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 like, the set design, the costume design was, mm. like, I don't know why it really stood out to me, but it did, like, in a really good way. And I was like, oh, this is very clever. And they got some, like, dressing up for Halloween stuff, which... Mm. You know, they get a bit of fun to do that costume design-wise. But from from the performance standpoint, you really get both of these. And I can't remember which film it was I watched recently where I said it very much, you get a large chunk of this person's life and then it goes to a large chunk of this person's. It's not very intercutted. Right. It's very much like the next 30 minutes is an Adam Driver perspective and then the next 30 minutes after that is a scarlet kind of like what they do with like the walking dead when they do like one episode yeah, on this character exactly yeah what they're going through on that journey except it's okay. not a pain in the ass this time oh i know i was gonna say that <laughs> annoys me i hate yeah you're right i hate when they do that but it really works in this film because they don't i don't think they want you to necessarily feel sorry for one person or the other mm. like there were parts when i'm like man scarlet's being really harsh right now but then you know, you get another half an hour and you're like, okay, but I see what's happening and he did this and she did this. And I think I've heard of this. I think, okay. is there a musical version of this? I don't think so. I think this is Is it the- about a marriage that's not working? It, it, they're going through a divorce from like the very get go. Yeah, and it, it's, it's out of out of time. Like, the, like one's talking about it at the end, and one of them's talking at it at the beginning. Ah, uh, no, no, I don't okay. think so. Because cool. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like a that original. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, mm. it's a musical that someone wanted me to audition for. So, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and I read into it, and it sounded exactly like that. Right. Which is like it's supposed to be like half an hour for one person, and then half an hour for the other. Okay. Well, that's yeah. very much like pacing wise. There what might this be film inspiration does. drawn from it. You Possibly. never know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I found this weirdly similar to to Damo's film. I mean, it is... Oh, Broken? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it is a very yeah. similar... But Broken's a very one-sided... The thing, the difference, the main difference between those two films, because I feel like Adam Driver's a very similar arc, actually, 
to, to the mm. protagonist in Broken. The main thing is this film is way more about the external factors of divorce, mm. where um, it's a couple that they still love each other and they're very much like, yeah, I think we should go for a divorce, but they start bringing in lawyers and like health experts and these other and the family and friends and like the way that their approach to a divorce really mm. toxifies the whole situation. Mm-hmm. It gets to a, a real, really good boiling point where mm. now the internal affairs are, are coming up and now these two are like at each other's throats because mm. of, again, the lawyers have come in and they're the ones who've sparked all this controversy mm. and now they're thinking, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I am the right person in this divorce. Mm. Maybe I'm the right one uh, or in the right rather. Mm. And I th- that leads to certain scenes which I can't spoil. There's some amazing like mm. little twists that, I was literally in the the theater, being like, like holding on to myself, but also losing it, laughing. Uh, okay. And I was like, I should not be laughing right now. <laughs> I like that. It sounds interesting. Uh, I can't wait. I can't say this is a cinematic experience like The Irishman was. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be like, oh, run to the theater before it's hit. Like, just you can wait for it to Netflix. Netflix night at my house. To yeah, watch yeah, yeah. Story. Totally. On Grab the popcorn. Let's get some PJs. Let's watch some. Uh, <laughs> let's watch a divorce happen. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it's it's a beautiful film, and I and the only thing is the Randy Newman soundtrack is very much a Randy Newman soundtrack, and sometimes it just made me laugh. I'm like, come on, it, yeah, it sounds like, like the Toy the Story mi- music over right. this like serious drama. It's okay, like, it's like, come on, guys, you what, tell me if you get to it. You tell me if you like the soundtrack of this film. When does it come out? Uh, I think the ninth of December. Okay, so it's not far. We'll get back to you in two weeks. But yeah, um, those Ooh. are the. Whoa, we got a bit of a power outage. That better not have affected the edit. Uh, nah, we're still we're still recording. No, we're doing alright. No, oh I'm not talking goodness. about this. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Danny, did you catch anything else mm. this week, or is that your um, relatively quiet week? Not this week, but I will talk about a film that like surprised me. Okay. okay. I thought it was gonna be like uh, kind of like a. Just a kind of a stupid comedy that you just watch because you need cheering up or just need a mm-hmm. laugh kind of thing. Mm. Um, it and which it did, but like it had so many turns to it, and it it, it actually got me at the end and made me cry. Um, and oh. it was. Have you guys seen Tagged? <laughs> tagged. 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 Do you mean like tag? Tag. Yeah, tag. Sorry, not tagged. Tag. Really? Yeah. It made you cry. It made me cry. At the end. Tell me you cry. We went and yeah. saw that. We saw that in a the theater. Yeah, with with the well, the one with like the, the oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what she's talking about. The at the end, with the, in, at the, in end, the hospital, when you find out. Oh, to Ed but Helms, he's, but he's yeah. he's faking it. Is he? Isn't he? Faking? I can't even remember. I don't think he did. They were in and out of faking it, weren't they? He's not faking it. Oh, it's so confusing. The ending of that film. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Not just that, but also. Oh, do they like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He is, yeah, he's 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 dying, man. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. Weird film. He's bloody dead. <laughs> he's dead. Especially with like the right because he lets um, he Danny, lets a fake out abortion scene in that. Yeah, one. I know that's messed up, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but what? We're gonna do a tag episode. But it's good that they acknowledge that it's messed up. They're like, that's yeah. messed up. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, but no. Um, the for me, it's the um Jer- Jeremy Renner moments in it. Jeremy Renner's just that the is best. the best part of the film. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I was not expecting to laugh that much at that film. I okay. think. Oh, like the Sherlock Holmes slow mo where he's yeah. like dissecting. That's yeah. something funny. That's yeah, really, it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a like. It's not a bet. Like I, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I no, definitely I've, think it's I've surprised seen, uh, me. Way okay. worse. I was expecting yeah. it to be like 
You know, like the world's end, uh, not the world's end, the end, the end. The, uh, this is the, the end. end. This, this is, is the end. end. Yep. I was yep. expecting it to be like that, where I was like, yeah, it's just a film that you watch because it's funny. Like it's yeah. it's supposed to be like you laugh at it. Yeah, just funny dialogue. And People say it, funny I was, things. And I wasn't yeah. expecting any like kind of like real fancy like camera work or any mm-hmm. fancy kind right. of edit. And there I was is like, some pretty good yeah, camera work in that film, mm, actually. It's amazing. I was so shocked. I think talking about Edgar Wright later in this show is totally a great example of how comedy can be done oh, in film. It is. But yeah. I think you're right because you're right. The, with the uh, the Renner stuff, it's so much about the way it's, it's it shot. turns into slow-mo and the way his voiceover plays and into the camera and work and stuff. It's definitely yeah. like... A think like a five out of ten, right? Like it's not a fail. I I'm afraid to admit what score I gave it on Letterboxd. <laughs> it's very two. low, but I I think I have two stars out of five. Nah, right? it's it's definitely possible. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I watched oh, it. Oh, for like a sit down chill. Like, yeah, yeah. Not sure. I can't yeah. agree with no, you on the crime. No, I but uh, <laughs> um, it took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting it. Although, admittedly, I've cried in films that are. I I would regret to talk. I cried in about time. Oh uh, yeah, I cried. Which that. Is, yeah. What's that? That's the time traveling one with yeah. Rachel McAdams with the wardrobe. At the oh, wardrobe. Okay. She does a lot of time traveling things. Have you realized that? <laughs> it's a bit weird, right? Have yeah. you seen Game Night? Yeah, I didn't. I see. I oh okay. Uh, now now six pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Tag was better than Game Night. That is that is a joke. No, that's serious. I haven't seen Game Night, so Game I can't. Game Night was it was funny. Don't get me wrong, but like. I bring, just bring your palm cards. I think debate. we're coming from different <laughs> arguments. You're you're probably going to turn around and say that the comedy was really good in that. Yeah, the, also the, the camera works really good too. Oh, I just thought. Did you see that one take with the egg? Where they're like throwing it around the house. Look, the thing is, I don't even remember that, so that's not even a good sign. Mate, well, we're but not going to agree. To be fair, to be fair, when I've been watching films lately, I'm really like in and out. No, that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, even I've had if it's a few a good passive. Film, yeah. Um. Yeah, I've watched some. I've been watching a lot of like older films lately. Like I've watched Dirty Dancing and things like that. Like Ooh. all your old okay. films. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, like I think last night was the first night I've really like got to sit down and revisit. A, I revisited a film. So we've talked about Alexandra Payne a lot these last couple of weeks mm. um, due to the downsizing. You put yourself through downsizing. Conundrum. Have you seen Downsizing, Danny? Mm-mm. Oh, it's trash. Don't don't. Is that uh, the one with Will Ferrell? No, it's a uh, uh, Matt Damon, and he's a tiny person. The tiny person one. Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah, and he's like a he's like a tiny. It's really bad. It's really bad. But it's like bad. the, the <laughs> like the guy who wrote it and directed Alexander Payne has had some. He did the Descendants, mm. and that's what I revisited this week mm. for the first time, which got nominated. We've talked about it mm. a couple times mm. now. It got nominated, I think, in 2012 for Best Picture. I don't think it won, but it got it was nominated. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, it did win something, but um. Yeah, no, it was. It's that one with George Clooney in Hawaii. And, I don't think I've seen it. Oh, okay. Well, it's quite good. It's it's kind of interesting. You brought up Marriage Story because what it is is it's George. It's told all from George Clooney's kind of perspective. Mm. Of he has um, he lives in Hawaii. His family owns a massive plot of land that they're going to sell soon. Like I'm talking like 250 million, like a lot, and then his like extended family's pressuring him to sell it, mm. and it really adds. And meanwhile, while this is all happening, his wife is in a coma through a boating accident, and he's been told she's going to be taken off life support in a few weeks. And over those few weeks, he discovers she's had an affair with him, uh, like mm. like with mm. another person, <clears throat> and he's also trying to manage his two daughters. It's very grounded. Pain does some really good. 
mm. intimate, grounded stories, mm. and this one is honestly his best. Mm. Okay, it's, wow. Um, better than Nebraska, Oof. and it's better. And I talked mm. about Nebraska earlier in the show and mm. how much I thought that film was amazing, but it really is mm. like mm. it's George Clooney's best role. Mm. I'm sorry. Ocean's yeah. Eleven or like <laughs> ER or anything like yeah it's the really many stare at goats yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I would recommend revisiting that with an older because I remember seeing it in the, the theater at thirteen mm. so yeah watching it now well, you, it comes from passive yeah. and we'll, and mm. that plays into the show yeah. or the film we're going to talk about later mm. passive viewing versus critical viewing oh yes um because passive viewing is is completely different to Analyzing a film. Yeah. What about you, Jake? You got anything else you want to? Uh, the rest uh, stuff that's just like kind of older films I've rented. So I'll, I'll kind of yeah. check checklist through them quickly. I watched Jackie Brown finally. Um, I thought it was okay. It was good. Rob Forrester's in Descendants. Rob. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, that that brings my point because this this is a cast that Tarantino rarely ever works with because you got De Niro, uh, Forrester, Michael Keaton's in this film. Like it's it's like oh okay, he's never worked with them in any other. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's a shame good. we don't really care about the story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the story. It was, it's just like it was. It's one of his like weaker films, I suppose, or like mm. one of the ones that just gets brushed under. Yeah. I've only got yeah. Death Proof left, which is probably his least known. Yeah. Film. I don't think anyone knows what, what that is. But yeah, I finally watched Milk as well. With oh, um, that's good. Yeah, with uh what's his Sean name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Uh, I was thinking of uh Brolin, Josh Brolin, <laughs> who's really good in it. And um that was that was a fun there was some really great direction in that in that film. Some of the way the camera's used and yeah. some Where's of the guy. Uh, Sean Penn. Mm. Well, it's based on a true story, so... Uh... Oh, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. No, Have no, you seen no. it? I haven't seen it. I've seen parts of it. Okay. It's yeah. basically one of the first, like, gay rights yeah. activists yeah. in the 70s Someone sort of thing. Someone was telling us to watch this. Okay. Yeah, apparently it's pretty good. Was I... it Glenn? Maybe. In, like, Doco or something? Maybe. It feels like a Doco a lot of times, mm. this film. Like, there's a lot of, like, archival footage, the aspect ratio changes and everything, but... Well, yeah, because Sean Penn's in it. <laughs> Did he direct it? <laughs> Have you no, seen Into the Wild? No, you know what? Gus Van Sant directed this. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, because Sean Penn's direct, he's only directed Into the Wild, right? That's the only film he's um, actually done. And that, he that, just, yeah, he just does, ra- like, I love that movie, but it, it has some random things in there. It's like there's, like, scenes that are just completely cut and that, like, it's weirdly cut and you just feel yeah. like he was in the like the edit suite just like put it all in <laughs> let's see what happens well speaking of put it all in there's one more film I watched and I had to write down the pronunciation of this uh, Scenic Dirky New York which is Charlie Kaufman's directorial debut mm. so this is the guy who he wrote Becoming John Malkovich he wrote mm. Adaptation which was a film that was meant the to ben- be <laughs> an adaptation of a book and he ended up making himself the main character in it. <laughs> Very good. And then he caused the Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. So this is the first time he's directed and it feels like Charlie Kaufman on crack cocaine, oh. this film. It is ridiculously hard to follow at times. It's basically- um, Do you understand it? Yes, I did. I got there. Mm. I feel like I was chasing after the film the whole time. But it's basically didn't have, to, didn't have to search it up then for the answer. What an exercise! Uh, <laughs> I definitely had to look a some what well, not had to, but I definitely looked stuff up afterwards. Uh, being like, what the fuck? Like I knew what it was mm. trying to say, mm. and it's basically Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's brilliant in this film. Uh, he's like a play director, and he ends up getting so obsessed with recreating reality, he ends up creating a set of New York and casting oh, all of these people. Oh, that's the that's on Netflix. 
Is it? I think so. I okay. think I saw it on Netflix and was very confused by the little preview. So I oh moved straight <laughs> the, 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 the full film is no easier, sir. Yeah. That that was... And I was like super tired. It was like two in the morning. I was, I was like, there's no... What the fuck is going Started on? questioning your reality. <laughs> See, you're Literally. good. If, you, if I watched that for like 10 minutes, I'd be now. If I can follow it within 10 minutes, I'm out right. of it. If I, I start watching it. a film, I'm, I'm stuck. pretty similar, actually. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. I will not sit there and watch two hours worth of not knowing. Right. Hate it. I I sort of caught up, but like I said, mm. it was a sprint tra- chase after it throughout the whole yeah run for a but um yeah, it's a, a workout yeah literally you know it was it was a br- workout of the brain yeah so to speak but I'm like Charlie Kaufman you need to chill the fuck out sometimes the only time I, I will watch continue with a film is if it's really bad that I want to know what happens uh, okay yeah. so like there was one I watched with um what's his name uh, Liam Neeson okay. And okay. it was one of uh, he's always on he's always on fucking train or or something. Oh, the, com- the commuter. <laughs> the commuter. Oh, oh my god! I almost I, saw this. It was. Mm. Have you guys seen it? No. It's the only one I haven't. I haven't seen Cold Pursuit or The Commuter. So the last two. Cold Pursuit is Awful. shit. You know, it's still got like a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It does not deserve. I think it. it's just him. I think it's him that gets the rating. Like yeah. right. But- okay. He's got some good. He has some really good ones that films. like. Yeah, hundred percent. Like outside of the Taken films, like yeah. Run All Night's pretty good. I didn't mind the one on the plane, whatever that one was called. Oh, nonstop. Nonstop. I I he was that. snakes on a plane. <laughs> and then he also has he has nonstop, and then unknown is the other mm. one where he like wakes up and yeah. unknown's not bad. Yeah. They, they they range from terrible to not bad most of them with the except okay. and then like Taken's really good. The original then, Taken's fun. I feel yeah. like. I, I might be insulting the actor here, but like oh, no. people like Liam Neeson and like um, Samuel Jackson, they do really, really great films, mm. and then they do really, really shit films. Yeah, Million Ways to Die in the West, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean like I can't understand it. Liam Liam Neeson's an Oscar-winning actor. Mm. He's Schindler's List is like. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. Not See, okay, List. you've seen The Pianist now. Yeah, mm. watch Schindler's List. That's that's the best of that. That's the Nazi that's, Germany yeah. film. Yeah, okay. that is the Nazi Germany film. Cool. Mm. All right, and, which is a weird category, but it is a category. <laughs> it is and a category. It is the best one by a, a mile. Okay, mm. I'm curious. So, right. is there anything else anyone's no, seen? That's it to me. That was a that was a bloody hefty yeah yes. hefty week. Sorry, we'll shift into career stuff. <laughs> You've all got little uh, like little dib dabs here and there. Well, I, I think now's a good chance. To talk to you, Danny, about Yaha. Oh, what is tell Yaha? The world, tell the world what you've been working on the last I've few months. I've been working on a film called Yaha. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just about a windscreen washer who uh, is a bit of a bit of a bum kind mm. of like character, um, and he is basically his territory. There we go. His, his territory, territory <laughs> um, of the local beach is under threat when a a young kid comes in and he starts cleaning up and taking the money and wiping and cleaning people's cars. Um, and mm. he's doing it a lot better than Yaha is. And yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a funny little comedy. Um, mm. Yeah. It's a, very, oh, it's a very interesting premise. You know, the funniest thing is, mm. ever since I read that script, I was like, man, I don't even think there are window oh, washing people anymore. I knew you were going to talk about this, yeah. And there literally is. for the last three, four months, oh, yeah. I've seen nothing but like window there washers is. at oh, least 100%. once a week. That's what sold me on the script. So mm. I, because I used to live in Como. Mm. Have you? Ever- There's so many in Como. Yeah, 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 that's where I see them all. 100%. When so, I went to the pop-up theater Canning thing. Bridge, yeah. At, at Crown. Yeah. 
Yeah, Canning Bridge. There's yeah. like five or six yep. of them. Yep. I was literally going to ask one of them. I was like, hey, do you want to be in a film? <laughs> um, because we've got a character who is great. a screen washer. Mm. But um, no, yeah, it's it's to me when I read the script, I went, yeah, like, I mean, it's you, you, it's definitely, if you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, this this happens. This would happen in real life. You're, you're, you're stupid. You know, that would not happen in real life. <laughs> or it would, but it would be like more severe and I feel like there would be a lot more swearing involved. Well, it, it, it almost feels like to an extent like uh, it's, it's, a short, it's a short film about like anything you can do, I can do better sort of thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's a really classic comedic trope. Yeah, um, that's I mean, the thing. We are playing with tropes. We're playing with tropes of age. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got, you're old, you're young. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's fun, but it's not. It's been it's been hard. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's been hard. As editing it right now, yes, sort of thing. Yep. Yes, uh, almost done. And uh, well, they're all done this week. All three yeah. of them. Yeah, Thursday I think is the day's the day. Yeah. And How's your they, films going, guys? Uh, <laughs> almost done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty um, much. So we should be done by midweek. So oh. that'll be exciting because they'll get showcased. Yeah. Yeah. I think next week we can have a proper pin on. When all three films are going to be presented, yeah, that's cool. We have we have all three people in there. Yeah, poster poster will probably be. I'll probably put it up on ZKJ. Nice. We have our poster. Yeah, which is looking pretty sweet. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, no, excited to see all three films. Yeah, me too. Actually, I've gonna be good. I've seen obviously yours. I actually haven't seen any of yours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bit of a bit of a secret because like, a... no, because it's like we're editing next door to yeah. each other, so we're always watching each other's cuts. Yeah, and like your group is like kind of in a different sort of uh, realm there, well, so it's more the secret team, if you will. Yeah, well, on we'll that front, intrigued to see how it turns out. <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Jake? That's um, yeah, I mean that, that's it. I mean, all three of us are kind of int- it's the last week. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then we'll we're all basically. Finished our entire course at that point. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Ooh, Gotta be an adult. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go to the Winchester and wait for it all to blow over. Oh, uh, good segue. No ways. Um, so, Jake, <laughs> what are we watching this week? Ah, oh, well, you said it yourself, boy. This week, watching Shaun of the Dead. ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mum. Oh, have you ever felt that you're turning into... Something in the world. A zombie. Maybe you're not alone. Sean is a salesman whose life has no direction. However, his eventful, uneventful life takes a sudden turn when he has to single-handedly deal with an entire community of zombies. Ooh. It's a really weird logline. So single-handedly is not horribly yeah, accurate. I was going to say, it's not on his own. No, he has yeah, like a group of like my phone. Thank you. six people. And then his friend has a group of equally identical six people. Mm. Yes. That's a very yeah. funny shot. It's a very great moment. That's a very good moment. <laughs> Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. I feel like... like that's the young, like him and Wes Anderson. They're the two like young people directors, right? Uh, and the cool they, hip directors. The hip directors. I'd love to work with Edgar Wright. I'd love it. Really? I would love to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a- I follow him on Instagram. He's like, oh, oh really? Yeah. Does he have a good Insta presence? He does. Yeah, he posts up a lot of TBT. 
Oh, what T- is that? TBT? Oh, hashtag Throwback Thursday. Ah, oh, uh, like production yeah. shots and stuff. Your nice. cool hip acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> I find it really funny with Sean of the Dead because I remember watching the special features and like him and Simon Pegg are just like talking about making this film, mm. and it feels like it's like two kids making like this just this little yeah in, little indie thing. I'm going to say yeah. a controversial thing straight out okay. after watching this film again. Yeah, we've I all seen it. All I've done, yeah. stand by my claim that oh, The World's no. End is the best Edgar Wright mm. anime. I, <laughs> look, I love that film as well. It's different. Yeah. Well, because it is no, different, yeah. No, th- no, but like the characters are the opposite. Mm. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Like, So for, for one, Simon Pegg is actually playing the asshole. Yeah, yeah. Is like, yeah. you know, he's the one whose life is falling apart and- Nick Frost has got it together. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see that diverse um, kind of come through that it other way. Also feels like a way more of an ensemble uh, yes. effort. Like the and, actual cast itself. Yeah, yeah. And, and the cast is really good. Mm. Like it's a really – like you get Martin Freeman finally yes. gets a bit more like time mm. in in the front where mm. he should be because he's really funny. I love Martin Freeman. Um, and I think Rosamund Pike in that is really good. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, the she's best great. female she's great, lead from any yeah. of the films. Yes. But um, no, I don't know. I still stand by it. And rewatching this film reiterated why. But, I, like the, whoa, okay. I like the ending of The World's End. Yeah, and Bill Nye's the god. Mm. Like is the, he? He's the I voice of the god. Yeah. He's that makes all three. so much sense. He's in all three. Yeah. I did not know that, though. <laughs> that's and that's great. what makes it funny when, <laughs> when, when Gary's telling off. him to fuck yeah. off, you cunt. <laughs> I just love the bit where he's like, he was like, the, the computer's going, but you just said, I know what I fucking said. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best ending to a film, I swear. But okay, back to uh, Sean yeah, sorry. of the Dead. Well, sorry. I, I want to, because it is a director's corner, so we're going to talk about Edgar Wright. As yeah. a whole, Let's more so than just a film. But and I feel like these three films are allowed to be talked about as one. Well, yeah, the yeah. Kinetic trilogy. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, or the I, fence-breaking trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted to ask this question. Do you two know which number film, in terms of how many films he's directed, do you think this, which number do you think Shaun of the Dead comes in as? It's like third, isn't it? Danny? <laughs> I would say number one. It's his second film he's really? ever done. Yeah, so he directed A Fistful of Fingers oh, as his sounds debut. Weird. I know. Well, it's playing into his title, I guess. Yeah. The, yeah. And then this is his second film ever, which oh, I was wow. quite surprised so what's, about. What's a well, fistful that's kind of, of amazing. About? I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> I find, like, because that's the whole thing, that all three of these films had, like, a coincidental film debut on the same week, right, that, mm. like, played off the same title. Like, Day of the Dead came out the same week Shaun of the Dead came out. Mm-hmm. World's End and This is the End came, came out, out at the same, same time. Oh, that same yeah. time. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I went and saw The World's End in the, the cinema but didn't see This is the End until about two years after. Mm. And oh, I know okay. a few people wanted to see This is the End and ended up seeing The World's End and were very confused. <laughs> I just thought Seth Rogen was in this. Everyone's British. What the fuck happened? <laughs> the world truly did end. Yeah. Uh, well, mm. going through the his entire filmography, I was actually surprised at how many 
Like, he's only done like seven films. He's not yeah. directed many. Yeah, because after this one, he obviously did Hot Fuzz, World's End, Scott Pilgrim, mm. and Baby Driver. Baby Driver. So yeah. that's it. That's his. So Baby would be his last one. Baby Driver, right? Four, five, six, six films. Yeah. Mm. Baby Driver was twenty sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. So he's probably due for another film. I think he's got they're one working, next year. Yeah, they're on a, I think they're working on a new one with Nick Frost. And stuff, oh, right? sweet! Yay! Mm. <laughs> Makes yep. me happy. But yeah, in, just in, from Instagram. That's. I'm just telling from Instagram. Instagram's where all the news is at, yeah. <laughs> and interesting enough, he also co-wrote Tintin, the 2011 yes, movie. he did, yes. I didn't know that till last yeah. night. Yeah. And he, like, that. part yeah. directed Ant-Man, right, or something? Right. Something I think to with Ant-Man? He was meant to direct Ant-Man, uh, and I think he didn't... I think they were too controlling for his tastes. Right. Even so though Ant-Man has very much got essences of... Edgar Wright. Mm, I could totally with see with the it. Michael Pena like storytelling. <laughs> I think there's a there's a chunk like a test footage that he did direct that's on the internet somewhere. Okay, oh, and it was it's in, it's very like the the but the the special effects aren't implemented right. and stuff, but it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, like the beat. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of a little um, test that test, they did. Yeah, kind of yeah. like the Deadpool test they did before they uh, shot okay, it. Yeah, Similar yeah, to that. Yeah. So why is this one your favorite? Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Um. Well, for me, it was the first film that I remember that my parents sat me down that was a little bit... Rant raunchy? Yeah, like, you know, like... It's a little bit like, oh, I feel it's a bit uh, like mature to yeah, watch this to mature film. to watch this. So it's the first time they're like, you can watch this, you're old enough to watch this. Oh, okay. Um, but no, like as I as I got on, every time I watched the film, like I found it funny from the start, but every time I've watched it, I... I started paying attention especially when i started doing film analysis Mm -hmm. on the film Mm -hmm. you start becoming very aware of every little detail that edgar is doing in that film like it even down to like just picking up a bag of biscuits like everything (laughs) is there for like a like a motivated reason and like for me as a filmmaker like I honestly believe like everything should have motivation, and like obviously you guys would know that you yeah. being droned into that for years. <laughs> I think Anderson and Wright have a lot of things in common in the sense yeah, they absolutely. are both very uh, particular about what is going on. Everything mm. in there is not improvised. No, it's very much that's the script. Read mm. the, what the script says. Mm. Do what the script says. Because that way they get this sort of they can do the hyper editing cuts and the and that like make the mundane flow as well as it does because and then in like contrast when this is the end came out when the world's end came out it's like this is the end it feels like Seth Rogen and James Franco are just like off the cuffing line sometimes (laughs) yeah it's that it's literally what they're saying is funny it's nothing to do with. Right, filmic It's terms. not motivated. It's comedy. not motivated, no. No, no. When I think that's the, I think I've even no. had this ar- the same argument with yeah. someone when the films came out, and I was like, they're just very different films. Like, both very funny. Yeah. But, like, you know, one is just more filmically, mm-hmm. more intriguing to watch. Yeah. So is it more just the context of watching this film is why it's your favourite? Um, in looking, yeah. or, or maybe has your favourite shifted um, when you've revi- like the older you've revisited it? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> asking, asking the hard questions. We do me. that here at the um, podcast. <laughs> no, it's definitely it's definitely one of my I would say one of my favorite comedies. Like, okay, if if we're because I'm, I'm a dark right, so I'm dark comedy. Mm-hmm. I like things that are inappropriate and that you can laugh at it. Like, I like that you know, in Hot Fuzz when the <laughs> the roof comes down and 
falls onto Messenger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, things like that. Like, I think that's fucking hilarious. And most people will be like, that's disgusting. Like, Oh, and they do get to, like, the spike yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's how I look at it. Oh, really hurts. Like, it's just really funny. Um, but, no, I think um, I think more for me is it's probably because every time I watched it, I would learn. Like, mm. I would learn from – and, like, my style is very heavily inspired by Edgar, right? Mm. So, like, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of my filmmaking through his work. Right. Um, I guess yeah. it's more particular, though. Mm. Why is Shaun of the Dead better than Hot Fuzz or The World's Shaun End? of the Dead. I don't think... Mm. I, think it? I think it is a context thing. I think it was the first one I watched, mm-hmm. and it like was the first thing that I was like, yes, this. this mm. I love this film. Like, this is... This is amazing. And then every film he brought out, I was like, yeah, this is still good, but still, like, Shaun of the Dead is the best one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched I watched them in reverse order. I watched Woods okay. End first. Oh. Went back to Hot Fuzz. Maybe that's why then. Maybe. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I like Shaun of the Dead, but something, you know, we've talked about mixing comedy mm. with tragedy, and I think Edgar Wright mm. has gotten better with that with his films. Mm. And I think World's End has the most motivated tragedy. Like, with- Gary, Gary King is an alcoholic, mm. and he is clinging on to the glory days because it's all he's got. But his sadness and the lowest point of those characters feels way more real because it feels like two friends are actually legitimately fighting. Whereas uh, definitely more so in Hot Fires and Shaun of the Dead, the conflicts are more comical than mm. than uh, particularly in... The, Shaun of the Dead has a really weird tonal shift when... When Sean's mum dies. Oh, See, this yeah. was a scene I was going to combat you with. Yeah. Um, I feel that works really well, though. I don't think it does because it it's, it then proceeds into, like, it feels more out of place in that film than the other two have their, like, their sad scenes. I think Hot Fuzz might actually have it do it worse than Sean of the Dead does. I don't even remember what the low point is in Hot Fuzz. I mean, I guess honest. it's like when, like, <laughs> uh, Nick Frost confronts Jim Broadbent and saying, like, his mum killed, killed herself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's all. But like, I don't even remember that. I think no. I think isn't it when they? I mean. Or like when they when they find out when he finds out it's the whole town. I guess, but once again, that one's even more comical Comical. because they're doing like a weird like they're a neighborhood watch that are doing this cult ritual. Like I definitely Hot Fuzz is the one that has the least amount of tragedy in it. But Shaun of the Dead goes from that scene where his mum, he has to kill his mum, mm. yeah. to slapping a zombie to don't stop me now with pool sticks. Yeah. Well, that so, happens in the other way around, true. to be fair. Yeah, but, like, that's a tonal jump. And then also, doesn't after the mum die, all the other f- friends proceed to they die? They all start yeah. dying, like, immediately and he, after. And he dies, the guy from... I think Nick he's Frost. Bla- no, not Nick Frost. Um, the, the other male friend. Oh, um... Uh, Oh, the Harry Potter-looking guy? He's the one in Black Books, isn't he? I'm pretty (laughs) sure he's he's in Run Fat Boy Run as well. Yeah. Um, He dies in one of the most comical ways possible. He gets, like, split. And the thing is, great about that is it's all foreshadowed. It's all foreshadowed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Everything in Shaun of the Dead is foreshadowed if you, like, look into it. Um, So, like, I'm just trying to think of a... Right, okay. The parallelism between the two. Everyone knows this (laughs) moment. Mm. Obviously, you got your... Um, walk into the convenience store. Walk into the convenience yep. store the first time, not looking, you know, 
and he gets hit by the football and he turns mm. to the kid and he's like, next time I'll see you, you'll be dead. Like as like a jokey threat. The next time he sees him, he's oh. dead. There's like mm. so much foreshadowing in that film. It's bloody. I ridiculous. picked up on the one when he, he grabs the coat. Did you mention this? Because you wrote your mm. essay on this yes. last year. Like we yeah. wrote the essays mm-hmm. on our Trombo and Science yeah. of Lambs. Uh, was it you who mentioned that when he grabs the Coke in the first day and then yeah. the second day he grabs a Diet Coke because yeah. he's trying to change? Yeah. I thought that was very so subtle. It's like the subtleties in this film is just ridiculous. But obviously the, the main cusp of the film is that he's lost Liz. Mm-hmm. Um and when that happens, he's like, right, I need to make a change. I need to sort my life out. And when that happens, when he's ready to make the change, zombie apocalypse happens. And in the first time when he goes to the convenience store, he's picks up a Coke, puts it back down, grabs a Diet Coke, puts that back down, picks up the Coke and goes. Mm. When he's now mm. deciding that he's a changed man and he's going to get Liz back, he goes to the convenience store, picks up a Diet Coke, puts it back down, grabs a normal Coke, puts it back down, grabs a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. So it's like showing how he's he's trying to change, but he's not like full- he's still conflicted. He's still it. conflicted. Yeah. Like he he's not fully in. Like I don't think he really does change. That's the disappointing thing with his character. Really, his right. whole journey doesn't. Okay. Actually, like that's the only thing that I would probably upset me about the film is that he, by the end he's they're still doing the same things. If you really think about that it, that is true. They're going yeah, but I mean Nick Nick Frost is still around. Still around. Yeah. He's still and he's still using him as that escape. Still going to the pub. Yeah, look, I I don't disagree with that. The final scene definitely feels like okay, mm. it's kind of circled mm. around again. But mm. I feel like um, Simon Pegg is as soon as the apocalypse starts, mm. he's so visually and in terms of his role mm. in the narrative, he's depicted as like the hero, the everyman hero. The, yeah. Like he's sliding across car hoods and he's yeah. always the one doing the cool flips back up and yeah. saving the day, distracting the zombies. And yeah. I thought that was that was their way of showing that change, change I guess. I guess so. Yeah, you could be but right. But he also like... co-wrote the film, so there's that. Yeah. I'm inclined I'm inclined to agree more with you, Danny. Yeah. I think there's and that could be the the argument for like their relationship yeah. too, like yeah. a man, you know, a man coming along saying, "I'm going to change, I'm going to be different," yeah. mm. and then changing slightly in the short term, but in the long term, yeah. still recall, exactly you know, returning right. back to conformity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if she like, it's more context driven. I mean, they. Yeah. They then eventually, I mean, if we talk about the ending of the film, the zombies become integrated into society. Yeah. Mm. And there is a parallelism with the start mm. of the film and how people were almost already yeah. zombies. Well, yeah, well, that's what by. I would say the argument of what the message of the film is, is that it's questioning who are the real zombies, like the zombies mm. that are eating people or society. Like, yeah. yeah. I'd say that's what the overall all kind of well, messages. It's if interesting. You're, if you're going to really oh, well, even, delve like, Just things it. returning into equilibrium. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like whenever there's a change, change occurs, but eventually you do conform yes. back to normality. Yeah. There's yeah. a word for that, and I can't remember. Uh, status quo. No, not no, status not. quo. Well, it's interesting you bring up that term, the fact that that's the message is who's the real zombies, because that, that feels like the same kind of message that a serious zombie mm. drama would do as well, but obviously you get that comedic take, take to, to it. this. And the, the, the cleverness of the, the visual language mm. was so encapsulated when I rewatched this last night and my dad walks past to, 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 put it, to put it nicely, he's a bit of a simpleton. Mm-hmm. He also has no clue what this film is, no reference oh, of really? genre or direction or anything. He walks past um, and he's like, oh, look, they look like zombies. 
before they're actually zombies, and that's right. such clever visual storytelling that anyone could walk, <laughs> walk in, in and, and tell what the film's trying to do. 100%. Yeah. And the, it's clever filmmaking. It's it's finding interesting ways to tell a story without having to just say, hey, this is what we're doing. We're mm. in a zombie apocalypse. No, you, we don't need to we don't need to do that. We need to see Sean walking down the street and zombies coming and him being completely unaware yep. of the fact that there are zombies there. It's much great. more comical. Even the TV cuts as well. And like, oh my God, the up. white stripe moment when they're singing in, um, out of the pub. Oh yeah, and they're like, and they got oh, the zombie yeah. like approaching them. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I think that like- It's just the, great. Yeah, they've done like really good job with like perspective jokes here. Mm. And then like- the whole, I mean, like them having to pretend to be zombies to get yes, into the Winchester. A, that's a fun one, yeah. And they're yeah. conforming to the society or community around you yeah. in order to blend conforming in. Conforming to the world they're in now. Yeah. And it's there's definitely like that sort of... And that's what he does really well is he takes an absurd concept like the neighbourhood watch being a cult or the entire town has been taken over by robots mm. or it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it's still insane to me, the world's end plot. That one's I insane like to you, film, but the but... other two are not. I know, I know, but that like because it, it does it does the switch. Yeah. Like we were talking about film sets turn into different films halfway through, and yeah. the world's end is totally that. Oh, it's so funny though <laughs> when it happens <laughs> and the first time he kills it, and it, like that Kendo esque. Oh, and like, he's like, oh. his head's come off. <laughs> but like everyone, and Link Frost comes storming in, and he's like, yeah. "You said your mother was dead." Such a good film. It's just a really good, and like they're all spouting out blue stuff, and they're getting progressively drunker in the film. Yeah, so their logic's getting worse. And then they're they're like, "Do we call them one of them or one of them?" It's just, it's it's great. It is a great film. Like honestly, I I because I I I'm sure you probably Mm -hmm. are aware of it, but everyone always bags that film. Like, it's the film that everyone's it like. Gets it's trashed in a lot. It's the lowest one of Edgar Wright. Like, but I, I, I'm like, it's actually a really good film. Like, so I will watch that film just for that end scene again and again because yeah. it just cracks me up so much. Uh, to err is human, so... Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... It's great. It's like... Oh. I think it's the one that actually showcases, like, the best acting, yeah, too. Yeah, and, like, mm. I, I'm, okay. I knew Simon Pegg was a great actor, like, as, like, as a dr- like, mm. dramatic actor. But, like, you really see it in that film. Like, and you see his struggle. You brought it up uh, very early on, but it flips the roles. Yeah. And it actually mm. shows a bit more mm. diversity in both Pegg and Frost's yeah. range. Yeah. As well as... All of these other ensemble casts that have been built over Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. So Freeman is just a cameo in Shaun of the Dead. He's the boyfriend. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. And he just walks straight past and that's it. And then he's like one of the commissions, like the lieutenant in Hot Fuzz. And it's like they just don't get the time that they deserve. And then that film gives them that opportunity. Yeah. Um, And I really like that because they're all very funny. Like one of the Andes. Yes. And he's really good. And he gets a really strong third billing. Yeah, yes. And he's really funny. So I think. Sorry, I'm just thinking hot fuzz lines now. Oh, they have some of the best ones. They all got really quotable. You don't, you don't like get fucked for ice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I even Pierce Brosnan's like appearances in Hot Fuzz and World's right. End is really mm. good. He's got appearance in Shaun of the Dead as where is where is he in, in, the, in the on the telly when they're flipping through? Okay, they're being eaten alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah. So that's, that's clever. I think also like I think the um, 
Shaun of the Dead. Like a lot of people, they love, from what I know, the scene of the girl in the garden. Yeah. It's probably the most. I think there's, and that really kind of pokes fun at, can you believe Walking Dead came after Shaun of the Dead? How did zombie, like the zombie <laughs> franchise, survive longer yeah. after? I don't know. This satirical take on zombies and how slow they are and how yeah. stupid they are. Yeah. It's interesting. I like, I always love zombie fiction that is straight up zombie fiction. Yeah. Like yeah. they rise from the dead, that they're yeah. reanimated corpses. And mm. a lot of, they don't do that so much. They It's a weird spin on yeah. zombies. Mm. Walking Dead, I'm pretty sure, does that. It's the traditional. Zombie. It's a virus. It's a virus. Oh, okay, that's uh, well, right. They don't know. They really they don't still don't specify. know. They don't know. Yeah, okay. But they obviously find out the big. I always forget first about season. this. The yeah. second season, the first season, Rick finds out that the finale one. Yeah, yeah he finds yeah. out something about the virus that we don't know, and it's and that he doesn't. There he doesn't is no tell cure. anyone. Yeah. yeah, and it's like everyone turns. Whether you yes, right, yes, okay. so yeah. everyone turns. Yeah, everyone turns whether you get bitten or not. Okay, so there you go. You yeah. die, you turn to zombies. That's the, the term. I love when, and obviously this film's a parody of that, so it will follow those yeah. rules, but I like when it does. And I like the, the way they use the word zombie because mm. I'm pretty sure it's like a legal thing yeah, why go, a lot of movies go, don't um, use that word. What does he say? He's like, oh, is there any zombies out there? He's like, don't call them zombies. The Z word. Don't say the C word. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was a clever little twist on. Yeah. Because especially nowadays, like like The Walking Dead will use any terminology possible. To not call them that. Yeah, to avoid the Z word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird, right? It is it's weird. I don't It's sort of ma- like it makes It's like singing happy birthday. It makes yeah. sense to an extent because if that word didn't exist, we'd always use adjectives to yeah. Right, okay. It's just because the word exists. I think all so as well because when I speak to a lot of people about zombie films everyone's like oh it's the same thing again mm. and again mm. it's like and I'm like yeah there are you're right there are like a lot of similar films but there are films like Shaun of the Dead that are completely taking the piss out of the tropes and yeah it's, it's great and it's if anything it's actually makes it different because they are taking the piss um have you guys seen I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix Daybreakers no. no, no, that's an interesting one. I wouldn't. Okay. I when I first started watching it, I thought it was great. As I've gone on, I'm like kind of. Like, so you like zombie stuff? Oh, I love zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yes. Never been a huge fan of them. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead had me until about season what, three or four when we decided that, oh, yeah, that show that, died. I, was um, I gave out, up on Negan. Yeah, the show's I, garbage. I, think you know? I was out after the the big. Right. Oh, when Glenn got his hair. Yeah. I watched that on his YouTube. Pop out. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. No, it's. I think. I think Game of Thrones do way worse. Oh yeah, with like an actual. Yeah. Like, dude yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember that was massive. Melonhead. Like, like that was a massive controversy when that came up. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead and not Shaun of the Dead. Walking Dead. dead. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then like I started watching Game of Thrones and I was like. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I think it's because it's it's it comes back to American audience yeah. first. Like Game of Thrones very much being a British film. British, British and that's the whole thing is mm. hyper violence and like sex, a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that's comes back to the American rating system. They let a yeah. lot more violence through, through than they do yeah. sexual content. Right. So like that's, that's why Walking Dead got away with so much for so long. Mm. Because the the US board is just way less bad, like not as hyper yeah. like sensitive on violence, but when it comes to like anything sexually related, they they'll jump on it yeah. straight away. Well, it's even the idea of The Walking Dead gets a TVMA rating 
But mm. over here, the DVDs are R. They're yeah. flat R's, which mm. is, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But, Jake, yeah. do you have anything else? You'd um, I'd love to touch on the soundtrack real quickly. Ah, uh, yeah. The, I love the, the la la la. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that when you guys were introducing it. We did oh, it last week. Yeah. I ended the show on a la 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 la, huh. um, and I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Orifice by Ash, which they played on the radio because it was in Burnout Free Takedown. Oh, so that was my jam. Good for you. Cool. They're good for me. <laughs> Do you want to move into highlight scenes? Yes. All right. Um, Danny, what was your highlight scene of the what, film? What is your favorite scene from this film? Oh, from Shaun of the Dead. Would you like me to go first Please, so you can have so a I think can about? Think. Okay. All right, my highlight scene um, <laughs> because Danny needs a bit of thinking time. Thinking time. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say it's it's got to be it's got to be the one I keep quoting. It's the the montage the of wait for the Winchester montage where the plan is constantly changing or being slightly altered. Mm. And I've always really liked that idea of what he's doing there is he's making fun of what feels to be like heist films. Mm. Or, okay, yeah, I see. with their this yeah. is the plan, but someone commenting on changing the plan and altering the plan on the fly and then repeating the montage for spontaneous. It's really clever, mm. especially the bit where it, they keep killing Phil and then saying, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Phil. This <laughs> funny. funny. Uh, oh, that's great. And um, Bill, Bill Nye is great. Yeah, he is really great. Really what a surprise. Um, my, I, I wanted to highlight two scenes. I wanted to highlight when, when they both come out of the bar and they're singing with the zombie, mm. which we mentioned. I just That's so clever um and and we talked about it but the, the emotional scene where he's like don't kill my mum now here's the thing you think it doesn't work the, I think, the it, tonal I think shift. it works less than other tonal shifts okay other f- actually i think hot fuzz just because it feels like it's like it's making fun of more the action tropes rather than the low point right yeah um i think that one doesn't even really have as much of a dramatic mm. scene and that thing where he says like his mum killed himself almost feels shoehorned in yeah to motivate why jim broadbent's acted the whole way he's mm. acted in the film but i think world's end's low point is far better than what i like about how they do it in shawn of the dead because they do build up that what's his name again because he harry. i keep calling him harry potter because he looks like with oh um glasses. isn't it paul Yes, I Paul. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing they they do establish the the distaste between Paul and and Sean. Yeah, and or, it all kind of bubbles together where he says like you're just using this Dex- chance to get back at me to it's shoot my mum. Nicknames Dexy or something. Dexy, okay. Dexy, but like or something. I thought that something. emotional weight they bring all the dialogue. I thought it worked because they do kind of hint at that, and it, it feels like on it like Simon Pegg is acting the shit out of that mm. scene. Yeah, even. He plays it so genuine. I think it works in that way because you stop laughing at that point. Yeah. You're like, shit, this is like really. It gets it, real. Yeah, it gets yeah. real, and it makes sense because mm. it it feels like a thing with this guy. He's just he just thinks lesser of you your whole life, or yeah. as long as you've known him, and you finally get the chance to explode and be like, no, you're just fucking saying this to get to me. Mm. I really like that scene. I think it works yeah, really well. I mean, I, and the to be fair, it does like after she does die, it does essentially go off so it almost feels like and then it causes that chain reaction of, like of destruction and i mean in the latter yeah. scenes mm. yeah like mm. nick frost is gonna die and then mm. sean and his girlfriend need to talk about killing themselves don't mm. they mm. before yeah before they all get rescued so i guess it does slowly decline i mean it doesn't become yeah. funny at that point it shifts from dramatic yeah. into action and then yeah. back to funny eventually yeah. but um 
Yeah, That's my I defense think, for that scene. <laughs> I think it's a it's still a strong scene. I agree with you with saying that Sean's acting the shit like Simon Pegg's acting yeah, yeah. the shit out of it. It's he is like legitimately loves his mum. I mean, he went through all of this to get the to, two yeah. most important he, women in his life to the end. He doesn't Aww. give a fuck about anyone else. It's true though. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I love his decline as well with um, Nick Frost. Like he just gets more and more pissed off at him. Yeah. And that works really well. I like that. His frustration. Thanks, babe. (laughs) When he gives him, chucks him the the crisp. Oh, yeah. When he says, he's not my boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here you go. Thanks, babe. Uh, So, what's your highlight scene, Danny? Um, Get some time to think about it. Yeah. um, I was really thinking about that. And like, in terms of if we're just thinking of a moment that Mm. like, Mm-hmm. I will laugh at every single time. It's got to be the moment where they're in the garden and they're just um, looking. He goes up the little what's it oh, the finals? kids slide. Yeah, oh, and then he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm gonna go have a look, see how many zombies there are. And he, he <laughs> walks up the ladder, he comes back down, and it's just like it's just because you just stay there. The yeah. camera just stays there; yeah. it doesn't do anything. You see him, and come he's not back even down. completely out of the frame. Nah. He's just like yeah, his sitting. legs are still in his there. His legs yeah. are still in there. You see him go up. He looks like like he's very confident. He comes back down, and he's just <laughs> completely gone. And he's like, nope. "How many is there? Lots." <laughs> <laughs> I just love that moment. I think it's uh, just a real beautiful moment. I don't um, understand following that scene when they pretend to be zombies, how The Walking Dead could openly do that scene in episode two where they cut up the zombie and they like... They're wearing it and they're going through the crowd and you try not to laugh because all I can think about when I... And I rewatched the first season again. (laughs) (laughs) I think Warm Bodies does the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, that's a great moment as well when they're like... They're pretending, like acting out like, I do on the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you mean you do it on today? Today's the day. Um, and then, Does yeah. that happen to the, the theatrist actor? Yes, you? that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I guess <laughs> another moment for me has to be, because you cannot deny there's a great chemistry with um, Nick Frost, Simon Peck, and his roommate. Oh, yeah. That fucking chemistry is explosive. Um it's three in the fucking morning. <laughs> That's like my favorite. Like honestly, it's my my most quoted line. I, if like if I'm here at three o'clock, I will probably Snapchat that to someone and be like, "It's three in the fucking morning." <laughs> um, but no, I just I really love love that moment because you've got Simon Pegg who's trying to mm. keep the order, and then mm. you've got someone who's just like exacerbating. Yeah. Well, it comes back to everyone yeah. constantly wanting Simon Pegg to change. Yes. Yeah, and the only person that doesn't want him to change is Nick Frost, mm-hmm. and it's that dynamic that he's cut, and it just showcases the yeah. dynamic between the three showcases exactly yeah. the change that Simon needs to undergo, mm. but is like the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. This guy is boring, monotonous, don't really care about him. Yeah. He's, I mean, when he dies, you don't feel anything for him. You're actually kind of pointed in a direction where you're supposed to laugh at the fact mm. that he's naked and he's dead. Dead, yeah. Um. And <laughs> in contrast to this slobbering mess of yeah. a sloth man that Nick Frost is. Yeah. You know, there's this real weird, like... Dynamic. Between them. Like so, tri- yeah. It's a triangle. It's almost a triangle. Yeah. Oh. And he's constantly moving between yeah. both both ends. So... I think what's um, interesting to note about all three films as well mm. is Simon Pegg's character is a person who has to change but is not able to. If you yes. think about every oh, okay. single one of his characters... 
No, I think that's... Well, in Hot Fuzz, you can make a... No. Wait, sorry, in, Nick, in, Nick Frost? No, Simon Pegg. Yeah, in, okay. in, in Hot mm. Fuzz, he's he can't switch off. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, he okay. does change. He, in the he end, loosens, okay. but he, loosens. he doesn't. He's still the same person. Though. Right. Yeah. He needed the person that he was before in yeah. order to to get the plot where it needed to go. In a way, yeah. well, he like he still is like in Hot Fuzz. He still is this uptight person. person. He's just embracing a little bit more of the other side. Okay. But right. he's, he's watching still, the movies and stuff. With he's Nick still Cross. the same person. He needed those skills from being an mm. uptight person in order to get to his goal of confronting the neighborhood watch. Mm. He needed to change slightly, but he he still essentially is the same person. person. And the same goes in the world's end. He's still he's sober, but he's still causing mm. like a ruckus and right. picking up. Well, he's fights. king of the new world in that yeah. in that scenario. Yeah, well, he's like yeah. a yeah. He but he's still reliving the glory days yep. with all of the young versions of yeah. himself <laughs> except himself. He still sees himself in that lens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As a young man, really. Yeah. He's just sober now. So he yeah. changes, and I think that points out that his characters are quite human because we change a little bit, but we don't change, change completely. 100%. Mm. Little, little character arcs. No worries. Little well, ones. Shaun of the Dead is out in wide release. Mm. I don't know well, which yeah. streaming all that. service um, it probably is on Do you know if it's not, on any? No. Not on Netflix. Oh, um, heartbreak. Might be on Stan. It will probably go back up on there at some point. It probably will. I'll do a quick check yeah. on Stan well, right now. Is. Well, yeah. it ends on Netflix. Mm. And Hot Fuzz is also on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Mm. No, I've actually noticed that with Netflix. They do a lot of, like, sequels, never do originals. Nope, they have, 100%. They, do, they have all the Indiana Jones movies except the first one. Which ha- that's is weird. The... Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, the, yeah. the best one. The best one. Exactly. It starts with, yeah, it goes Temple of Doom, Last <laughs> Crusade, and... Crystal Skull. Um, but no Raiders. And I was like, I haven't seen Raiders since I was like eight. And I really wanted to watch it. And then they had the other three. And I was like, well, that's really annoying. Do you want the DVD? Oh, I wouldn't, say, DVD. wouldn't say no to a DVD. The, um, Shaun of the Dead is not on stand, but you can watch Shaun of the Sheep. Or Shaun the Sheep, rather. Oh, There's plenty classic. of that on stand. Classic. Let's watch that. Yeah. No, you, if you ever want to watch Shaun of the right? Sheep, just watch The Wrong Trousers. And that's the only time you ever need to see Shaun of the Sheep. No worries, Jake. So what's new in cinemas this week? Frozen 2 okay. is out. Uh, I thought that was your yeah. secret movie. No, it's really? not. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, Frozen 2 is out. So you can all blow your brains out with the music replaying forever. I've never seen the first one. Never. No. Have you seen I, the first one? I've seen the first one. Yeah. 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 Uh, my brother was a DJ and I was like mm. roadieing with him oh, no. for a, a lot of that time when that song was popular. Mm. So that was all I needed. Mm. That's the thing. I didn't watch it when it was popular. I watch it. I, I'm like those pe- one of those people. If something's popular, I won't like it until it's like- Cool down. Cool down. Yeah, yeah that's like Hunger fair. Games. I hated Hunger Games. Did you like it? Uh-huh. Frozen? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you prefer Tangled? Definitely prefer Tangled. Yeah, Tangled's like <laughs> the one that looks exactly like it, but is a million times better. Tangled is so much better. It's got um, Zachary Levi in it. Oh, that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Oh wait, yeah. really? Yeah, he plays Flynn Rider. <laughs> that's Shazam, right? Back there, that's yeah. Shazam, yeah, right? That's yeah, yeah, it's him. God, He's what about a def- film that forgot about yeah. Shazam? <laughs> was, that, was that? Have you seen it? We did it. We did, we an, did episode an episode on it. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it any good? It was okay. It's fine. Yeah. Because they came out the same time as- Ending uh, kind of blowed. Endgame. Endgame, Around yeah. the p- month out, yeah. less than a month. Bad yeah. guy was un- not interesting and right. um, the ending was kind of blah, but he was really he funny was good in it. it. Have you guys seen Chuck? No. No. <sighs> okay. 
Okay. Well, maybe I'll um, have to revisit that during the week. Marfa, a picture story, which is a, it's a documentary directed by Selena Miles, and it's about graffiti photographer Marfa Cooper. It follows about like a year and a half of her life as a graffiti photographer. Mm. So uh, if anyone's interested in that. Uh, and I wrote these down because I feel like they're around, but I haven't mentioned them before. So that last Christmas, Emily Clark thing. Oh, yeah. that, it, it's sitting on a, about a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. So it is out already, mm. but I feel like I haven't mentioned it before in this segment. So I'm okay. just going to say it's out there if you want to watch it. <laughs> um, I see, I've seen a billion ads for it. Because she can't act. Oh. Ooh. She's just oh. flat, can't act. I like Amelia Clark. Oh. Got one tone, pouty face, and that's it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's tough. Jeez. It's tough that, like, they. I think they thought maybe she might grow into her role a bit more, but I think the longer Game of Thrones went on, the more wooden she was. And I feel like towards the end of that show in particular, mm. when you put her up right next to Kit Harrington, who can act. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, it really, and they had a really, they needed mm. to finish strong, mm. those two mm. characters, mm. and I, they didn't. Mm. Her character was so poorly written towards the end too, it didn't help her, help her case at all. That's, That's the biggest good. problem with that final season yeah. of Game oh, of Thrones. Let's not it's, talk about that. Cause... Are you, you're not up to it yet, are you? No, I've seen it. I'm oh, just, you've seen I'm... it all? Yeah, I've seen it all. It's, oh, okay, they just like completely shelved. That's literally where the show fails. It's not anything yeah. else. It's just her character. I, I watched it all in one sitting, so I felt like I was robbed. Hmm. Like, oh. This is why you don't sleep, because that's like nine hours of content you just sat and watched. This is when I was yeah. on break, so I had okay. nothing to do. Uh, Fair gotcha, gotcha. No, um, no one wanted to talk to me. I didn't have friends then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to mention A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is a Tom Hanks film. I'm really looking forward to it. It's out in the US now. Mm. I still don't know when it's coming out here. I just wanted to mention that. It might still be January. Okay. Which will see it June still? next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but there is another movie that comes out uh, next week, and it's the one we're doing, Zeke. So what are we doing next week, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> it's in our document. Next week, we're doing Knives Out. Harlan started out with a rusty Smith Corona and built himself into one of the best-selling mystery writers of all time. 30 languages, over 80 million copies sold. You guys fans? I mean, I don't do much fiction reading myself. Big but... fan. I'm a big fan. Who is that guy? Uh, Mr. Blanc is a private investigator of great renown. I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. You're famous. The night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. <laughs> and your son, Ransom, did he attend as well? Yes, but he left early. I think Linda was upset. Walt would get a little Irish courage in him. He'd get into it with Harlan. What? Richard said what? A detective and a trooper travel to a lush estate to interview the quirky relatives of a patriarch who died during his 85th birthday celebration. I don't think I've ever seen quirky spelt. So I got very really? confused at the word. How is it? Oh, yeah. Q-U-I-R-K-Y? Yeah, I know. And I say hmm. the word so much, but you ever look at and a word sometimes and you just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not, so I'm just silly. <laughs> so Knives Out next week, Ryan Johnson, your favourite director of all time, Zeke. <laughs> I actually have no problem with Ryan Johnson. We've okay. discussed the Star Wars debate until the day we die. <laughs> if Ryan had done all three films, I sure would have been very happy with them. Right. It's because him and JJ go together like chalk and cheese. Now, you just mentioned we should watch this as big a group as we can. Yes. And uh, I can totally confirm that. Because this is the secret film I saw on Saturday. Really? So I've, I've seen Knives Out. 
Oh, so you got no work to do this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it again, totally. And I agree with you. Biggest group you possibly can. This film is so fun from a from a group standpoint. Mm, okay. So there we go. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it next week. Well, cool. Thank you for joining us for the Cinema Sideshow podcast. Mm. I was Zeke. I was Jake. Oh, and I'm Danny. Oh. <laughs> and we'll catch you next week with Knives Out. Sing.